Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the People's Choice Podcast. This is episode 43 of my interview section. I have a special guest here. I'm here with Will. He has his own podcast. It's Black Love Renaissance. It's an amazing podcast on all platforms. So uh, you're also known as, my bad, the handsome guy named Will. You know, for for your audience, yeah, so they know. So uh, let me give you a clap, give an introduction. I got you. I got you. So, Will, I got a lot of questions to ask because when I when I seen like when we when you were talking when I made the post on the uh, podcast group and then you sent me a link, I'm like Black Love Renaissance. Hmm, that's interesting because at least where I'm from right now in North Carolina, seems like a lot of people don't want to say have the answer, but like it's just you know that's I think that's a topic that a lot of people could really gravitate to. But before we get into all that. I like for people to get to know the person behind, you know, hosting or, you know, for you founding and hosting your own show. So uh, where are you from, Will? And what's your upbringing like? Baltimore. Baltimore. You said what's my what like? Yeah, upbringing in uh, Baltimore. Oh, um, two-parent household, lived on the west side all my life. Um, it was pretty dope. I mean, I survived this long. I'm 38, so you know that's a mm-hmm. that's a whole stat in itself. True that. <laughs> that's what's up, man. And then after you know just graduating and getting into the real world, uh, what was that like? That transition from basically being a you know a young kid and then teenager to going to adulthood. Um, going into adulthood, I was a father at 17, so it was like. I just, I was automatically thrusted into it. So it was like, I didn't have time to actually just like explore life. It was just like workforce, take care of your daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, it, it, I was lost for a couple of years. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I was like really lost. Like, like I said, I was trying to like learn myself, live life, but I had this big monumental responsibility at a young age and certain people don't, understand like how much pressure that is for a young black male so it was just like go to work take care of your responsibilities and it's like I, I it's still things i need to learn in life before i just get set in doing just this so i was just like all over the place and then um when i turned 22 yeah i think my math is correct i went and got my cdls and i've just been rocking ever since with that What's up, man? And, you know, big shout out to you, man, for, you know, stepping up because, I mean, at 17, I'm 26 right now. So, I mean, at 17, I couldn't imagine that pressure of having a child and, you know, and especially in our, you know, culture, the stereotypical, you know, oh, man, young black dad, they're going to run away, go to the go to the store, get that milk and never come back. But, you know, I'm glad right. that you, you stepped up, you know, and you did your thing, man. I'm real proud of you on that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So what inspired you to start podcasting? Um, podcasting just by itself was just me and a couple people from I grew up with. Uh, we was basically on some, hey, everybody else is doing it. Why can't we do it? So it was three of us. It was me, my homeboy, and my homegirl. And um, we just came together. It was like, let's do a podcast. Like, we all got, like, these good personalities. And we kind of we kind of mesh, but we clashed just enough to make it entertaining. So I went out and brought all this equipment, like everything I have now is what I brought for podcasting. We did one episode and then it just didn't work out from there. Like scheduling, 
Um, nobody wanted to take the lead. I'm like, look, man, I'm the technology guy. Every every piece of equipment we got, I'm responsible for it. Somebody needs to take the lead and say, all right, put the schedule together, put the topics together. Um, my homeboy, he just wanted to have fun. So he was just like, look, all I want to do is just tell me when to show up. I'm going to show up, sit down, and I'm going to talk my stuff. Can we curse or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, uh, all right, know, right, yeah. Definitely, yeah. You yeah, can yeah. Be 100% free. You know? <laughs> we are, we on the internet, you know. <laughs> no, we're I don't never ask that. <laughs> but, yeah, he just wanted to sit down and talk his shit. So I was like, I can respect that. He was open and front for it. So we put it all on my homegirl, and she felt like she was the only one doing something. And I'm like, yo, I'm doing something you can't do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I already sat down. Like, I literally researched all my podcast equipment, like, hours and hours a day. That's why I have a Rodecaster Pro. That's why I had a certain mic. I have a mic stand. Like, I have so much stuff that I took the time and researched piece by piece from the cameras I use, everything, cords, everything. The details, the the little things. They don't even realize it. Right. Nobody else took the time to do it. So it's like, I got to handle this. I got to learn this stuff. Nobody was teaching me this. I'm literally sitting at home just playing with buttons and settings, and I'm calling people on the phone. Hey, how do I sound? Oh, how I sound now. So it's like, I got my own stuff to worry about. You do all the important. Like, that's, that's the most important stuff is what you have. You have the most important role. Mm-hmm. She didn't feel that way. We argued about it. Podcast died. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the one episode. I still have it and never put it out. I don't know if I'm going to put it out because I don't even talk to her on the phone anymore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you should probably save it and maybe down the line, like, you could do like maybe like a throwback retro type, like I got here, you know, from the beginning, you know, because <laughs> I I did that with mine. Well, actually, I, I talked, but I haven't really put it out because I'm embarrassed. Because before, like, like how you were talking about doing the proper research, I did that after, but that's that was with my second podcast. This is where I'm doing now. But my first ever podcast back in 2017, I literally used my phone. I I was recording from my phone like this, yeah, <laughs> thinking it's gonna get somewhere and. Not, nah, not at all. <laughs> right. But, I mean, that's that's great though that you know you took the time, you took it seriously. That's, I think that's what a lot of pod people, you know, they think with podcasts and they think that it's as easy as getting a getting a camera, maybe getting a ring light if they think about it, get a random mic and just start talking. And, it ain't like that. You got planning, you got <clears throat> equipment, people. If you're doing co-hosts and all that. <laughs> What was that? Scheduling. What was the name of that one? Oh yeah, that, what was the name of that podcast anyway? I know you say you put it out though. Hey, what was the name? I think it was Baltimore After Dark or something like that. I like that. Hey, that might be yeah. something. You know, maybe something in the future. You know, a resurgence. <laughs> Possibly. If I well, I was supposed to be relocating to Georgia. Some some life happened, so now I'm stuck again in Baltimore. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can I, I can bring it back or something. So with Black Lover and his hunts. Renaissance, sorry. Where did that name come from? And where did that all, like, what inspired you to start doing that? All right, so the name came from me just kicking around names. So the the backstory is, in the midst of us, the us three original, putting mm-hmm. podcasts together, I say, look, I sat him down, I said, look, check this out. I see how podcasting is, and I see where it can go. What we need to do is, we need to use the podcast we're creating and use it as a commercial. I told him, if you want to sell a bag of dirt, use the podcast as the vehicle to commercial or, or commercial for whatever you want to sell. I say, look, I got the equipment. It's mobile. We don't have to be stuck anywhere. I said, what we can do is 
we make this collaborative podcast and we each individually make a podcast and we can use all of our fans and circle them around so we can everything is getting built at the same time mm -hmm. i was like whatever you want to do think of it now build it out structure it and we'll work on getting it done so i sat back and said well what can i do for my own podcast and i just i just just like literally just went and just got quiet and just was thinking so i was thinking all right I'm already sitting around talking about nothing. I honestly, me personally, I hate podcasts like that. They just sit around and talk about nothing. I don't like it. Yeah. It, it, I mean, that's what the radio station's for. They just sit around and talk about nothing. And when I say yeah. nothing, I mean like uh, no celebrities fun. and yeah. yeah, yeah, all that gossip and stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm like, what can I do that makes some type of impact? And then as I was sitting there quiet thinking, my daughter came to me, started talking to me, and I just looked in her face and I was like, boom, that's it. I got to make a podcast for her. Well, I actually have two daughters, but at the time it was just my oldest that came to me talking to me. But I was like, I need to make a podcast for them. And, and when I thought about it, their mother is in a very serious relationship. They live together and everything. So I'm like, damn, she's showing them up front and close what a relationship should look like between a man and a woman. I'm not doing that on my side because I've been single for a very long time and I don't bring women I court or date around my daughters. Yeah. Because I don't know if they stand, and my daughters are they 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 like they miniature versions of me. They little mini introverts, and they little shy. So it's like I got to make them uncomfortable to get comfortable around people. But what if that person doesn't stay? I made them do all that for nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, how can I put these relationships in front of them? Podcast. I'm gonna go around interviewing black couples. Now me and my daughters can sit down and listen to the interviews, and then now they're getting examples, but they're getting it from me. And we can sit and talk about it. And I'm doing my share. Because with my philosophy on parenting is you're only going to do one or two things. You're going to show them who to be or who not to be. That's it. I keep it simple. Real so, talk right there. So I can't show them anything if I'm not showing them anything. You get what I'm saying? I know that sounded crazy. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I got it completely, though. <laughs> yeah, so it was like that was the, that was the initial, well, the second thing. Because I, I figured I just needed a podcast for myself. But the second thing to start the podcast was my daughters. That's what's up, man. It's, it's amazing how kids can just motivate you doing right. things. Like, because if someone would have told me even like, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, that, you know, I'll be doing podcasts or even yourself, we'd probably be like, what the heck is podcasting? And, you know, or like, right, right. But it's just amazing the people you can, you can meet, the opportunities you can bring. And you know, I, I love your artwork too, with um, your logo for Black Love Renaissance. And I you see back there. Yeah, I even see. Yeah, you got the shirt there. You got uh, merch and stuff. Um, you selling? Oh, all right. So that's a long story. Um, I'm gonna I'm condense this story real small, real <laughs> short. Um, so I'm a part of the, a group called the Black Podcast Club. Mm -hmm. And at the time when I first started, before I even put my podcast out, I joined the club. Mm -hmm. And we was talking about how we was going to build out um, websites and all this. And I'm like, all right, cool. My gift to the club was to help drive traffic to the site because it's, it's literally a working business. Like, it, well, it's on pause right now. But at the time, it was being built out as a business. So I said, all right, my gift to the club is to help drive traffic to the site. I will put all my merch on the site. Mm-hmm. So all my merch is sitting on the site, but the site is, is is frozen right now. Everything's on pause with the Black Podcast Club. So all my merch that I was selling was on the site. 
So I had no merch right now because I gave him all my files and everything and I got to get it all back and I got to create my own site. So I'm like, nah, I'll wait. I'll, I'm still focusing on building the audience. I'm going to just be honest with you. Gotcha. So, no, I don't have merch. <laughs> <laughs> it's com- coming soon. though. It's coming. It's coming. That's what's up. So with you interviewing many different uh, black couples, what's one thing that you would say that that's very common, like with all, because I know a relationship is different, but what's the one thing or multiple things I should say that's common in the black relationship or in black love, I should say? I'm going to say between all the ones I've come across, understanding. I'm going to say understanding. Like they they all understand. Uh, What's the new saying? They understood the assignment. Yeah, <laughs> <Like> the- <laughs> I was just talking to my baby sister about that, and she was blasting that song, and I said, I'm tired of this damn song. <laughs> I didn't I even know it was a song. <laughs> this morning, it happened this morning, that's why I'm laughing, I'm like, wow, <laughs> I can't escape it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for the most part, they understand that every relationship is unique, so they kind of have to have their own set of rules for them versus what society tells you what a relationship is. And it's very nuanced. So if you're not in the frame of mind to recognize it, you won't see it. Because I, I ask, I, I purposely ask surface level questions just to make it easier because nine times out of 10, nine and a half times out of 10, I'm not interviewing people who are used to having microphones in their face, being on camera, even, even talking about their relationship openly. So I kind of I got to ride the surface and then sometimes we'll dip down and get a little deeper in certain things and then come right back up. And it was purposely done like that. Gives that real feeling, you know, yeah. <laughs> Instead of just being yeah. scripted. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't give them the, I don't give them the questions beforehand. Like everything is off the top. Well, I mean, I have my list of questions, but they don't know what they are. Gotcha. Yeah. And I try to switch them up every episode. It's kind of hard because I, 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 I got to flow with them. So it's kind of hard to switch it. But sometimes, you know, because I've been interviewing for a while, I can kind of switch where I want to now on the fly. And and to piggyback off that question, from all the couples that you've uh, interviewed, what is the one thing that you believe that tears down a relationship? Ooh, I mean, statistically, it's finances. But I think it's communication. Mm. I think it's communication because... I, another thing I've noticed that couples tend to not talk about money until deep in the relationship. Like I had one couple, they didn't talk about finances until after they were married. Wow. And I'm like, holy shit, how did y'all do that? But then I thought about it. They had some level of communication mm-hmm. that, could, that you can ride on when things get hard. And that goes back to that understanding. They understood each other. They might not have understood necessarily how much money that person was bringing in but they understood what the person did on the back end so it was like all right i don't really it's not really a topic because i see that they're neat with their money so i don't need to know how much is coming in because i know what they do once they get it so it was like all right cool but that's communication (laughs) (laughs) i feel communication is so key to a relationship because if you guys are on the same page or don't even know how to communicate with each other you know it's not going to end well that's a recipe for disaster right so with you uh, starting your podcast uh, how long you been podcasting for now okay let me see 
I've been podcasting since November 2019, but the podcast has only been out since July 2020. So, so since July 2020, uh, what episode or I mean, I know it's going to be kind of hard. I, I ask a lot of podcasts I have on the show because it's like acting pick your children. But what's one of your favorite episodes that you recommend to like new viewers or to even like my peeps that um, is going to check your podcast out for the first time? Well, they say your best episode is your first episode, just because, you know, it's your first episode. And typically when people discover you, they start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So my favorite episode is it's, it's a, to- a toss up between one and six. And I say that because my first episode is with one of my longtime friends and we me, him and his wife, we actually talk on the phone all together. So, like, I'll call him to talk. And next thing you know, I'm on speakerphone and his wife in the conversation. But mm-hmm. we can talk about anything. She ain't tripping. So I'm like, damn, that's cool. Like, I want that. You know what I'm saying? So that episode, and it's a toss, like I said, between one and six. And six is, I went against my rule because I didn't know. My rule is I don't want to interview any famous couples. Mm-hmm. So number six, uh, Dave Anderson and Janae Anderson. He's famous, but he's famous to famous people. Gotcha. Like th- he's been on Breakfast Club three times already. He's been on uh 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 what is it? Um I wanna say Fortune, but it's not that Forbes. He's been on Forbes oh, magazine, uh, Black Entrepreneur Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine. He got 18 number one Amazon best selling books. But I didn't know all that until I started interview like I did my research the day before I interviewed him. Now I was like, ah, oh, oh <laughs> man, I was so nervous. Like, <laughs> so it's, not, it's between one and six. <laughs> I'm going to uh, I'm gonna have to check that out. And I also want to uh, say I, I really like your intro, too. I was checking out uh, episode one uh, when you first sent it. And then, uh, pre- like, previous episodes, uh, previous one, episodes after that. Yeah. Uh, who's, who did the intro for you? I always get her name wrong. It's Ayana Maria. Ayana Maria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a um, nice name. Yeah, 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 yeah. She actually she's on episode two. I want to say two. Her and her girlfriend. She's an artist. I um, damn, how did I meet her? I don't know. I just came across her, and no, my homegirl from the other podcast. Mm-hmm. She she found her on Instagram, and she was giving out guitar lessons. So I just I just randomly checked her out, and then one day she just posted was like. Hey, let's record a song. I charge you X amount of dollars. And I was like, what? Let me hit her up. Mm-hmm. And I, so what I did was, I don't know if people catch it. I don't like telling it because I want people to catch it, but I'll give it to you. So if you listen to the intro, mm-hmm. it's all song titles about love. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. We, I just sat down and just wrote a whole bunch of songs, song titles. And then I gave it to her and she put it in a row and then sung it. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. Way. I love that. Uh... It has like that acoustic, like guitar yeah. feel too. Yeah, she played like, it. Wow. That was, that she was did really everything. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Man. She played um the bass and the acoustic guitar. That's what she does. She plays acoustic. Okay. Big shout out to her. I re- I really do like that. So yeah. I got I got a question now. I'll ask you about like couples because you know love is such a big topic in today's so it's always been topic. <laughs> not just today's society, but just in general. But how do you feel about like the marriage and marriage rate, especially in uh, the black community for uh, black love? Um, me personally, I think it's underrepresented. I think I think a lot of us run to statistics and not really uh, the actual. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say filler, but 
I don't think we're exposed to it enough. So we, we look at statistics and think that's end all be all. Well, I know a lot of thriving couples. I mean, I can't get them on the podcast, but I know a lot of thriving couples. <laughs> so I think it's, I mean, even like media wise, you don't, we don't have TV shows like we did back in the days when we had the Cosby's and mm. all this, like uh, my wife and kids, like we got blackish. And then what we got after that, we ain't, we don't have anything. So I think it's really misrepresented and I'm, I'm here to try to fill a gap. I mean, even though we got the, uh, the black love TV show, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really like talking about it, but you know, <laughs> uh, why, why is that? <laughs> cause honestly, I'm gonna be real with you. And I, I literally just had this debate the other day. I didn't uh, know it existed cause I don't watch regular TV. Like I Netflix same. and, and I stream everything. So Same. I didn't know the show existed when I created the podcast. I didn't find out the show existed until I was on my fourth interview. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, damn it. Now people want, and, and a lot of people, when I talk to, talk to them about the podcast and I introduce it to them, oh yeah, this is like the TV show. And I'm like, no, it's nothing like the TV show. Mm-hmm. And somebody argued that I can't say that because I don't, I've never seen the TV show. And I'm like, well, I say that because intentionally I'm not, I don't watch it, so I don't copy it. I'm mm-hmm. a creative, so when it, I might take inspiration from something they're doing and implement it in my show, and now my show is just like their show, and to a certain extent. So I, I purposely stay away from it. Gotcha. Right. Did I, I answer your question, though? I just yeah, it, tangent did. No, no, it answered the question. <laughs> I, I actually, um, I go through that um, even a little bit with my podcast, because um, my podcast is the People's Choice Podcast, but people think of people's choice awards or they think of um like people magazine or something i remember one time i was on twitter and um i got tagged in like three different things and i was like what's this and it was like yeah i just got selected for people's choice uh (laughs) this is like ward i said i think i wrote i was like tweeted back i was like uh, congratulations but wrong uh podcast (laughs) or wrong wrong yeah i would have rolled off of that i ain't gonna lie to you I, I did a little, but not not as much, you know, because people they'll check it out. But oh wait, this ain't what I was looking for. Who's this dude? <laughs> but I hey. mean, hey, promotion is promotion. Sure that all promotion is good promotion. The way you look at it, <laughs> right? I mean, if you really think about it, you you might can do a collab and get a bag off of it. Right, <laughs> I'm gonna keep my options open. You know, I don't ever rule that out. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. If Black Love contacted me. I might have to sit down and rock, rock with them. I mean, if I can be an extension and still do my own thing, but they, you know, they they pay for some things. Hey, <laughs> and that's and that's the amazing power of the internet. Like, you never know who's going to see this and put it out there. So, someone maybe will like an exec or maybe a friend of the show. They they may see this and see you and reach out. So that's why I love right. just being a podcaster because like, I have people. I actually see my Spotify thing. I know I'm going off top a little bit, but um, oh, the, the wrap up where it was like um, 35 episodes this year and um, and three countries and you're up 475 percent. And I was just like, wow, this is this is cool. And I'm like, just thinking about like, dang, you know, different countries are listening to me. I'm like, it just blows me away, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, back back to your show. So I know we talked about marriage, but another thing that I think that people talk about too or i know what you have uh multiple guests on there if they touched on this uh, mental health and the black community like 
when, with all your guests, was that really discussed or did they not really talk about too much? Or do you think it's that also a key that could basically keep a black uh, couple together? Okay, so at, towards the end of the interview, I asked about marriage counseling. So one couple said they went to marriage counseling on top of seeing their own therapist separately. And it was like one of them introduced to the other. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then it kind of it, it kind of became a side conversation. So it has come up. But um I think that's dope. I think that's dope. And I and uh I'm trying to I'm trying to remember each conversation individually. So it normally comes up when I talk about marriage counseling and couples counseling. It, they'll branch off into, yeah, I, I see my own therapist and I got them to go to see their own therapist. And that kind of helped us ease into the couples counseling. Because, you know, when you get married, you got to go, you got to go through counseling before the pastor actually marry you. It's a whole little process. So that was like, you know, going, doing their own separate therapy helps them go into the couples counseling and actually get more out of it because they're already accustomed to sitting down, talking to someone and putting their problems out. I'm like, oh, it's kind of dope. Oh, and, and so, all right, so <laughs> I'm on brick right now. Like I've been on brick for like three months. But, <laughs> but this is my second break in my podcasting journey. The first break, I had a lot of things going on. I should have went and seek therapy at the time, but I'm old school. I'm going to sit in the corner. I'm going to figure it out. That's just how I am. That's me personally. I don't tell anybody else to do it. That's that how a, I get through life. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was literally just about to say that. I was going to say it, there's a lot of couples, like, are they more open to therapy or do they basically have that old school mentality or, the, you know, the stigma is, you know, a black family or black, you know, couples like we'll get through together. You know, I don't want no one else in my business or our business, you know, like, did you experience a lot of that or are you experiencing more couples actually going to therapy and talking it out? Or marriage counts, no, I should say. No, they're, they're actually a lot of, yeah, a lot of couples are open to it. I mean, it's like, it's not a, a stigma to it anymore. It's, it's like it was maybe five to 10 years ago. And that's, that's why I was bringing up the point with me. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just want to get the, the point out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it was a whole point to that. Um, yeah, so when I took my first break, I just went cold for six months. Like, I just went solid. I wasn't doing anything. Like I said, I had a whole bunch of stuff I needed to deal with, but um, I didn't put anything out. And I lost a lot of listeners. So I, I almost, I ain't start back over from zero, but I started back over from like 35, 40% of my listenership. So now when you go to listen to my podcast, it's a different structure while I'm on break. So I just interview one one person at a time versus couples. Just so I wouldn't have that big gap of nothing happening again. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to confuse people. But in the the single interviews, I bring that up. Uh, therapy and all that. Because it, mm -hmm. it it's just it's just gonna come up. Just it just I don't know why, but I guess because it's a hot thing right mm -hmm. now. Not to say it's a trend, but it's like it's on the forefront for black people now. Yeah. Like we're actually having these conversations randomly. Like you would talk about the football game. People are talking about therapy. So it comes up in my single interviews more than it does the couples, but I have several couples that talk about it. So, and I'm glad to bring that back around. No, that, that's good, man. Cause I, I was going to say like mental health is uh, extremely important. I feel like that other than communication is what can kill couples and not just couples, but themselves, you know, if you, if you let it. And I applaud anybody that go ahead and take care of that. Or even if they have to take a break, 
because I, I took a break myself from podcasting. Uh, wasn't quite as long, like six months. I think the first time I did it was like uh, like like two weeks. And but I rushed myself way way too early, so now I took another break, and that lasted about two or three months. And I did lose some some subscribers on my YouTube. I lost some listeners. Like my average dropped from Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But now that I'm I'm back in the groove because I really just had to remind myself and actually talk to a really good friend of mine. So shout out to you, Ruth, if you see this. She reminded me basically like why am I doing this? Because I was getting caught up in the views. I was getting caught up in the listens, the download. Instead of realizing like why am I doing this? Like because I love it, you know, not because you know whatever whoever listened to me, you know, like the views, like, because the show did so well starting off and before I know I'm trying to just top it and top it, and top it. And then when it's not topping it and, it's, and I'm going down a little bit, I'm like, oh, you know, so I'm putting all this pressure on me. And I know I'm going off on, on me, but that's, that's part of my yeah. mental, you know what I'm saying? Part of my mental and, and just the break. And I, I feel like that if all podcasters are listening to this, that is very important to me. Like I know a lot of people would say, stay consistent, stay consistent. And you can stay consistent and consistently drop dope podcasts, but you do have to take a break for yourself. If you're not, you're yeah. going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah. I, I got a question for you, though. I, I yeah. know, it's something you said, <clears throat> and this was actually a topic. I don't like saying it, but I'm going to just say Chatty House. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you got. <it. laughs> but it was a topic on Chatty House, and I was asked, do I love podcasting? Mm -hmm. I want to know why you love podcasting before I tell you what my answer to that is. Okay, that's gonna be my next question. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm interview with you, dog. <laughs> exactly. We we think alike. But uh, with me, I love podcasting because it's just like I'm just I just feel so free. Like I really want this to really be something. Like I I get excited podcasting because like, I work job. I have a job where I'm working 10, 12 hours a day, five, six days a week. And I'm dog tired, got other stuff I do. But when I get in front of these cameras, like that light going, like all that dream feeling is gone. And I'm just focused on the conversation. Like I love knowledge. I love reaching different people, talking to them. Like I've had so many different guests, but I feel like some of them are like friends, even like on a brother or sister level now, just from talking and learning them, learning their life. And just what podcasts bring. Like a lot of people think when you start podcasting, you're making like, Buku bread, you making money, and it's like, nah, unless you had a name already, <laughs> and then you did podcasts, then yeah, you'll probably make some money because you already got like your fan base and sponsors or whatever coming to you. But like, it's not like that when you first starting off. And God damn right, I tell, oh yeah, <laughs> and I tell people it's not, it's not really about the money. It's just, just freedom, like being a creative, like you mentioned before, like you start letting those creative, you know, juices flow and just me like, communicating people talking to people i watched this guy um chris van vliet a big fan of his one of the most positive nicest dudes that you could probably ever run into and this dude already had a career before a podcast he was the fourth time emmy uh winner he hosts a bunch of yeah, I mean, he, he hosts a bunch of um talk shows where he interviewed people like the rock he uh scene of and diesel uh angelina jolie all sports he had all these big actors and actresses and professional wrestlers and fighters on the show and i just like i remember seeing that and i was like man like, i really i would love to have that like just having all these people that people admire that they love in different fields but just having a chance to just have a conversation with them and learning like you know 
what inspired them? Like what got them to that point? You know, I love the journey. I'm obsessed with really the journey of people because the average person ain't a podcast host. It seems like nowadays the podcast is so big, but the average person isn't a, you know, a podcast or the average person ain't going to be like an Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or a Vin Diesel rock or whatever. So I like to learn, you know, what, what did you go through? What, what broke you through, you know, let's say the concrete, you became that rose out the concrete, you know, like, and just learning. And it's crazy. Like a lot of those guys and females, like, the stuff they've been through, the obstacles, how many times they already just give up and, and right. never did. Like, so I get inspired by their story. That's, I know my answer's a little long, but that's, that's why I, I love podcasts. Yeah, true. That's why I love podcasts and just, just the journey and just learning. And the, the doors is open too. Like, I've talked to actresses, to actors, to models, to pageantist people from other podcasts like yourself and many others and different people in different countries so it, it's just it's amazing to me i know you probably hear the passion in my voice oh damn they want to shed a tear <laughs> <laughs> nah, i love it i love it because my answer is the opposite i, I don't <laughs> love podcasting I'm, i i gotta be honest i don't love podcasting i think because the, my situation is it's just me if i had a team mm-hmm. I probably would, but it's it's so much work before and after the pod that I sometimes I just like I hate this. Like not hate it, but like, I like, really don't like this. Like I like you said, as soon as them lights come on, that 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 record button turn a different color, mm-hmm. I'm on it popping. I love it. I'm loving it. I'm loving that moment. But as soon as I stop it, I know how much work it takes on the back end. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like, but I love what podcasts podcasting affords me like you say Mm -hmm. meeting new people putting yourself in you know different circles and it's like the doors just open up to new worlds Mm -hmm. so i love that i love that i can reach like you say my podcast is playing in 13 different countries right now like that is amazing to me like yo it's people listening to me well not even me but just i I gotta take the credit because it's my stuff well yeah of course it's my show so but (laughs) They're, 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 they're going on this journey with me on places I've never been, I've never knew existed, mm-hmm. continents I've never stepped foot on. Mm-hmm. Like cities in America, like I forgot what the count is. It's like really high. It's like maybe 300 plus cities just in America. It's like, yo, I've never even been to these places. <laughs> so that's what I love about it. But podcast in the South, I haven't got there yet because it's just so much front end and back end work. Podcasting yeah. the side. If I could literally just sit down, just like I'm doing now, and I ain't got to worry about nothing that I, I turn this off, yeah, I think I would love it. But because True. it's all me, like I'm the, the host, I'm the creator, I'm the mm-hmm. producer, yeah. I'm the videographer, yeah. <laughs> like I'm the editor. Like I don't the, do any the marketing. PR, the PR do guy, got, yeah, I so you got marketing there. I don't even do it. I don't do it. Like my marketing is literally, hold on, hold on, I'll show you. This is my this is my only marketing material. A business card. <laughs> hey, my info in the back. At <laughs> the start, you know. But but the dope thing about it is, I've done all that off of passing out business cards. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people in Italy know about my podcast when I'm I I talk to people person because my job I don't tell people where I work at but yeah. my job puts me. Like I'm always outside and I'm always moving. So I go to about 20 to 30 office buildings a day. So that gives me exposure to people outside. 
So yeah, if I see somebody and I see like I see them watching YouTube at their desk, I'm asking, you listen to podcasts? Oh yeah, you check mine out. Oh, what's it about? And I tell them we have a conversation. Sometimes that conversation might last for 20 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Now they're like, oh, I like him. Let me let me see what he really got going on. Some people just like, oh, thank you, and sit the cards to the side and I keep going. Yeah. So I know they're not technically gonna listen. Yeah. But then the person that actually has a conversation with me, I know they're gonna listen. I know they're gonna tell a couple family members. So I'm yeah. thinking maybe, you know. It's a spider web. I just put my card in the web, and now spiders from all over the place come in and check it out. Yeah. Probably a bad analogy, but I'm, I'm we gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all good. I, I I get it completely. And you know, when you said that, <laughs> you have me thinking like, oh damn, yeah, there's parts of podcast that could be annoying. <laughs> like, you know, when you when you don't have your own team and you are the team, yeah, like because I'm I'm the same one, and people probably won't even know it. But yeah, it's very stressful being a podcaster because it is when that light's on, everything's good. But as soon as it's done, now you gotta think, well, all right, now I gotta, you know, let this well for me, like you know, I do video, so I gotta let this uh convert over. Then I gotta put it in my software, edit some things, <laughs> tag thing, part of you know, the marketing, tag and sharing. Hope I can get an advertisement for it. If, if I can't do that, I'm just gonna push it out myself. You know, then you think about equipment you gotta get. Equipment, lighting, writing down questions, updating here because you don't want to stay the same. Then, you know, even me, like my background, I got upgraded some more and try to keep my questions fresh. And yeah, so now now when he's rugged down, I'm like, man. But I think my love, actually, I know my love for it, you know, just overweighs the the nitty gritty. But yeah, that nitty gritty, that's, that's where it separates, I think, from, you know, the really great podcasters and the ones that podcast for like a hobby now if you're doing it for a hobby you can get away with the minimum and just be fine because i mean you're not doing it because you want to take see where this can really take you You just want to do it just be doing it but if you're doing it because you you know you love it or you love the opportunities and then the meet people you're gonna put yourself out like putting your business card like that's that's helping out tremendously because you don't know who that person know you know they might have family like in italy like like my show's big in Germany and Australia. Mine's too. I, That's crazy. I ain't ever you know, like I am I am set foot in Germany and Australia. I had a I had a, a guest that been there, but it's just it's big over there. And I'm like, wow. You know, like it's yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, I never even would think that my pocket was gonna reach other than most my immediate family. Like I didn't nice. I didn't think when I first started and it's reaching people from different countries. So like that that excites me. Yeah, so, that's the exciting part. But you you answered two of my, my uh, questions for which you'll answer. So that's pretty quick. I was gonna say what what's uh the most uh exciting thing and then what's also the most um challenging thing. But I think you already <laughs> answered the challenging part too. Well or unless you unless you got more to add to it, what's the most challenging thing about podcasting? Um the most challenging thing about podcasting is actually keeping up with software, like the behind the scenes stuff. That's where mm. it counts. Like people think being in front of the mic is the most important part. No, it's not. That's easy. <laughs> this is the little easiest part, only because, like you say, you can take your phone and do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need equipment. So the, the the hardest part is behind the scenes and knowing where you are with your podcast, with technology. Mm-hmm. Because you're, I'm, I'm, I'm now in the part where I'm stuck on... I'm still, I'm not entry-level podcaster, but I'm still doing entry-level behind-the-scenes stuff. And I don't know how to take it to the next level because a lot of people 
they're still stuck in their entry level stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. how do I, what's the next step? So with editing, I use Audacity. It's mm-hmm. entry level. That's, the, that's literally the, the most entry level shit you can fuck with. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's the next step. <laughs> that, that I can do a smooth transition and still produce the same quality, but have enough room to learn some new tricks. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's some Adobe software. I don't know. Like, I got nice. a million people. I use yeah. uh, I use Vegas Pro 19. I used to use Vegas Pro 18, but it, it, it it's um I think Sony owns it. It's a uh, it's really good, especially if you you're into like videos and transitions and you want to throw things because the world is just it's yours. Like you got all these other things. So, yeah, so that's what I use, and they have a little one for sound too. Like, and that's what I need. I think focus on because sometimes i feel like i don't talk loud enough so i gotta up it up but then i feel like when i up it up it sounds bad <laughs> like I, yeah, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. i gotta learn to, to to mix better i guess more but when it comes to the videos i think mario i learned at borders and you know i do like so these pop-up things learn transitions so that that helps but right. a podcast is a little different with transitions because i think that's more for like guys that or women that talk and they they try to be funny or they try to promote something. So like I do that more for my reviews. But yeah, it's yeah, the software is really something. I mean I could I could teach you a little something something, you know, like we, we could talk a little bit off camera. Yet. I ain't doing video yet. Not doing I got video, video but I ain't I ain't messing with it yet. Right. When <laughs> when you ready to step into that realm, I got you man. I got you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. And don't cut this out either. I'm not. No, I'm, 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 I'm gonna let it all roll. <laughs> no, nah, that's that's a running joke in my podcast. Like I, I tell people I'm gonna cut something out, but I never cut it out. Yeah. So people are like, all right, cool, 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 cool. And they just keep talking. I'm like, I'm not cutting that out. They don't even know. It, it's just an inside joke. I'm, my bad. I didn't mean to catch you up in it. <laughs> no, you good. You good. <laughs> I've, I've had people say that to me, but they meant it. <laughs> Where they like. Oh, can, you, can you cut that out, please, man? I don't, I don't want my, you know, my so-and-so watching or listening. Right. I'm, like, I'm like, I got you, I got you. <laughs> nah, so, no leave it in. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> True that, man. So for um, these two couple, uh, questions, I love to ask every guest I have on, just because I love the different answers that I get. So uh, one of them is, what's a hidden talent that your friends, family, or even your fans don't know about you? Oh man, I hate these type of questions. Um, hidden talent <laughs> between that know. or I would say between that or what you going to do in five years? Somebody want to sack a job interview. <laughs> 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 you, you see yourself in five years? Oh, better where I'm at now. <laughs> that's, that's actually a good question. Or that five year question. It makes you think about stuff. But hidden talent. Um. <clears throat> oh, okay. So I I I don't know why because. I guess because I fell off with it, but mm-hmm. I'm very good with mechanics. Like, I can literally take a car apart and put it back together in like a week. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've done it like three times already. <laughs> hey, I know the car now, man. I got some car problems. Nah, I don't work on other people's cars. <laughs> <laughs> Only because some people let uh, problems linger so long that when you fix it, it automatically fucks something else up. And then you're gonna come to me, yo, you broke this. Yo, I'm about to da, 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 da. like, nah, bro. That's your trash that you've been riding around in. You need to take care of your car properly. So I don't work on people's cars because it always happens. 
because they let certain like when you let st- certain things linger, it just messes up other things. Like I had to change the uh, my my daughter's my daughter's first car. I changed the brake line. Mm-hmm. It popped another brake line. Change that. Mm-hmm. It popped another brake line. And I was like, "Are right, we going to just you just gotta get another car?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> when he's, when one started, like I, I remember my cousin. He's mechanic. He told me because uh, I had this real POS '95 uh, <laughs> Nissan Ultima. That was my first ever car. And uh, he was telling me, I was like, I don't know if you hear my niece in the background. She's crying. You good? I'm- <laughs> All right. <laughs> life is life, man. Life happens on life terms. It is what it is. True that. <laughs> but um, he would always tell me, like, because I was under the hood more than I was behind the wheel. It was bad. And he was like, you know, the car is like the human body. Like, you got to treat it right. You know, and sometimes, you know, if you let, like, let's say your leg messed up, but you let it linger for a little, you try to go on and on. Then your shoulder messed up. Then you just try to go on and then you hurt your back or something. Then you're like, all right, let me fix my, my leg. But now you still got your shoulder and your back that's messed up. And then right. when you fix that, now you're like, oh, okay, now you fix that. All right, now, now your shoulder going intense or your back going intense. And now you're like, oh, your, your toes be like, oh, no, my toes hurt. No. So he's like, your car is like that too. So you, you might fix that Cadillac converter, but then, you know, your fuel pump might be like, hey, man, now you fix that. Why don't you come, you know, work me? I'll work an extra hard trying to get this, you know, three or Right, or, right. Or, or you fix your, uh, your O2 sensor or, or, I'm just naming anything right now for car that I can think oh, of. I, I thought that's what you like to fix them. Well, I mean, I've had those things fixed. I can remember right away. I had camshaft sensors, crankshaft sensors, oh, man, all types of stuff. But um, like, I remember that my intake thing was messed up. I mean, it was a bunch of different problems. And mm-hmm. he was like, every time you fix one, because how long the car was just so beat up, now it, it's like, oh, wait, well, you fix that. Mom will come do this and do this because they all want to work right. together. Right. Yep. <laughs> I think that was real experience because you was naming very, very specific things. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I, I I could do a whole episode on just that car that I had, my first car. It was it was bad. But um shout out to um uh damn, I was gonna say shout out to the girl who, who sold it to me. Okay, we ended up being really good friends <laughs> afterwards, but <laughs> she knew what she was doing. <laughs> shout out that. to the Ultima. Yeah, <laughs> That was a character builder right there. For real. Because before, when I brought it, all I knew was how to drive. I didn't really know really much anything else. Yeah. That taught me everything. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> Before I let yeah. it go. Now I got a Honda. I'm cool. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. But my next question. My bad. I, I like, uh, I just like talking. And sometimes hey, I get We podcasters. I, honestly, <laughs> low-key, I hate talking to podcasters. We don't never know when to shut the hell up. For real. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I've been I've been on this um uh, this last like this last month I've really been having a lot of different podcasters on. So some of my audience that are used to just me interviewing, like, you know, people that are like, man, I'll get to the point, y'all going off topic. It's like I get people messaging me, I'm like, well, my bad, man. Cause there's something that you can grab from it. And we're just we, used we, to talking. Yeah, we talk for eleven. Well, we're trying to talk for eleven, I say that. Try yeah. <laughs> but my next I'm question, say trying. Yeah. <laughs> uh what's one of your favorite uh like quotes or maybe sayings that uh were just instilled in your head that you lean on during the good times or the bad times? Hmm. Well, I, I'm gonna go with the first quote that popped in my head when you asked. Chance is for the prepared mind. I like that. Yeah. Chance is for the prepared mind. Yeah, because if you got a chance but you're not prepared for it, you're gonna drop the ball. You ain't gonna be able to take advantage like of that. It. Like that. That's what's up. That's a good one right there. So, 
Um, now, those are my two questions I normally always ask. But, you know, I just got a couple more questions I'll ask before we, uh, we wrap up. So when it comes to love in general, or I should say black love, but, you know, love in general, what do you feel is like the most misleading thing that or myth that you feel is killing couples? That is easy and it's all rainbows, sunshines and dolphins. Like, <laughs> like no, love is hard. Love and this I got this from a couple and I love it. Mm. It was uh I don't remember who, but it was one of the the wives and she was like, because I always ask, what does love mean to you? That's the last that's literally the last question for the couple. Mm-hmm. And she said, Love is an action word. It has to be done every day. Like it's something you have to do intentionally every day. It's no you can't be passive with love. It's no passive period with love. Something that has to be intentionally done every day to your significant other. And I think that's misleading. I think people just get together and think, oh, we got a vibe. We just, we can finish each other's sentences. And, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's good when it's good. Mm-hmm. But nobody counts for the bad days. That's when love counts. Yep. Love doesn't, it doesn't matter about love when y'all getting along, y'all holding hands and y'all cuddled up for movie night or it's date night and anything going good. That's not love. Love is when you can't stand that motherfucker. Like just the, <laughs> if they cough wrong, you ready to call it quits. That's when love counts. <laughs> I see my mind's only last about three months. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's that's so true though, man. That's that's some real talk right there. I was gonna actually. Um, my last question I'm gonna ask you before um, I ask you like social medias and stuff and shout outs. But what does love mean to you, especially with all the experience you've had from different guests and learning about it as you continue to go on this journey? Um, I change the answer every time. So if you, if you go back to the podcast, I mean, because usually some people throw it back to me and I'll answer it. But when gotcha. I do answer it, I always give a different answer because it's is love is very nuanced. It's like it 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 doesn't just it's not one way to to experience love. So for me, I'm not in a relationship. So I got to look at it. Sometimes I'm looking at it from the outside and sometimes I'm looking at it as how do I love like my daughters or how do I love my brothers, my parents, family members, um, long term friends. And it's and, and I think if I focus on how I love them. It's a transferable skill to loving a significant other. In my case, a woman. I just, I know that has no, it has nothing to do with anything. I'm just put that out there, just in case you know y'all want to hit the DMs and shit. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah, but if I focus on properly having these relationships, it's a transferable skill directly to them because now I can learn commu- different communication styles. So now when she comes in the picture, I can easily readily identify her communication style. Now we got our communication going. It's flowing. Now I can understand, you know, because I've, I've paid attention to all these other ones. Because even though, you know, like you said earlier, yeah, you learn a lot from children. They're yeah. having their own communication style, even though you're teaching them one. They still have their own because they have an understanding of the world from their eyes. Even though, yeah, my youngest is 15, my oldest is 21. 
I'm an old head. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Well, I started at 17 anyway, so y'all could have did the back earlier on. Man. Got that experience. <laughs> right, right, y'all. Yeah. Right. So even my 15-year-old is giving me input about communication styles. Like she's experiencing the world through her eyes in this in this time. I've experienced the world differently from her. So, you know. She's learning her own way to communicate, and that's teaching me a whole new way to communicate. Because, uh, quick story with her. So, at the age of when she was supposed to talk, she didn't talk. Like, she literally didn't speak, but can communicate her ass off. Like, she can literally tell you what she wanted without saying a word. And she went through that for like a year and a half, almost two years. Pissed me off. <laughs> and then when she started talking, she never shut up. And I was like, Damn, I shouldn't have pushed for her to start talking. <laughs> it's it's the little things we forget that we that, that we miss until it's too late. <laughs> right. So even with that, even at her being two, three years old, and it wasn't nothing like mentally wrong with her. She just didn't want to do it. Like she just didn't want to talk. Like I've heard her speak in that time period. I've heard her talk before. She just didn't like to do it. And I was like, well, I can't be mad at you. But she taught me to focus on non-verbal stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, damn. I think I went off on a tangent, but I I'm still think I'm still on topic. I don't know. <laughs> You're still on topic. I mean, that. All right, all right, all right. I just want to make sure, because I'll, I'll go good. on a tangent like, like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all good, though. You know, you, he's talking you talking real stuff, though. I think that's, yeah. you know, people oh, right. definitely going to, you know, generate to that, because I got a two-year-old uh, niece that, I mean, she's like a daughter, and she, and she lives with me. And she don't communicate well. <laughs> I've heard her talk, like you said. <laughs> I've heard her talk. know what me not. She'd rather point or do the point. Does she does the pointing thing, or the certain thing, like certain thing I tell, like movement she do when she wants something, or if I if I turn from one of her favorite shows, Bubble Guppy. Shout out to y'all if y'all see this somehow. <laughs> y'all keep my y'all keep my niece happy. <laughs> but uh, it's crazy. It's really crazy, and I'm. And I'm Hoping that soon, I was like, man, I hope she just start talking like, to me more and not just to my other family members or, you know, or to her mom or whatever. But now I have to hear yeah. what you said. Now I'm like, maybe I should just chill. <laughs> ride it out. I'm telling she, you, ride it out. She seemed like the type is going to give me a bunch of why questions. Why? <laughs> why? Right. why? 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 Right. Why is your remote black? Why? Why is your phone <laughs> not lighting up? Why are you drinking that cup? You know, like I feel she's gonna be like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ride it out, dude. Ride it out. I definitely will. Man. Where can all my uh my peeps and new listeners or uh, viewers find you on uh social media and your show? Right. So me on Instagram, I'm handsome guy named William. You can find me there on Instagram. Uh Black Love Renaissance Podcast on Instagram. Um the podcast has a Facebook page. I don't really be on Facebook like that. I'm in and I'm out. Like, <laughs> so I don't think you really should follow me on on Facebook. But if you want to, it's William Bailey. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all the social media stuff I do. <laughs> that's that's about, I'll make sure I put that in there. And uh, is there anyone that you want to shout out before we wrap up here? And we're just for always supporting you or uh, people you want to just give thanks. Um, shout out to the Black Podcast Club. Shout out Blake. Shout out Scorpio November. Shout out uh, the Great Walk. Um, they Red. Um, I'm trying to think who else I would like that like that. Yeah, let's, let's stick with them right now. 
<laughs> Somebody can be mad I ain't shout them out, but uh, yeah, just deal. We'll deal with it in the group chat. It's cool. <laughs> you know, I, from my experience, I always learned it's best to say, I "Come on, forget somebody." So from A to Z, I love yeah. y'all. <laughs> well, I started out with the Black Podcast Club, so that that encompassed everybody in the club. It just <laughs> when you say somebody specific, I just wanted to say they're the ones that's been. Um, very influential on my podcast journey, like each of them individually. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like they deserve their own special shout outs. Oh, and my daughters too for the, you know. Yeah, definitely got to mention uh, them. Inspiration. Yeah, for the inspiration. I ain't gonna say their names because, uh, you know, gotcha, weirdos gotcha. out here. Yeah, weirdos man. Here. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. Well, I thank you again, Will, for being a part of the People's Choice Podcast community. And I can't wait for this to come out and for everyone to check out your show as well, Black Loves Renaissance. And I mean, some great conversations in there. I got still got a couple episodes I'm about to finish up pretty soon as I let this render off and then do my editing settings. <laughs> Tell you, man, when you're ready for ready for them videos, man, I, I'll let you know what I watch and how I do things. I got you. No doubt. I appreciate it. And we got that on record twice. So, yeah. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Will. You have a good one, brother. Ah, uh, you too.